Joining me now, we have a guest for our community stories. It is Andy Ellison. I am a social worker and, and for Blue Earth County. I've been there over 30 years. Wow. And my my work involves uh, outreach to homeless populations in the Mankato area, I'm providing supportive housing to, to individuals and families and making sure that they have adequate housing that's um, that's affordable and um, provides them some integrity and uh, help them along the way get get situated really so that they can be independent. Now you said you've been doing this for 30 years. How has the homeless situation changed over those 30 years? Has it changed? Has it got worse? Has it got better? Has it pretty much stayed well, status quo? You know, I think the economy has dictated that over over the last 30 years i guess we could all say that the 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 populations of homelessness in the us have grown um that's that's obvious to see just by the news and our and statistics in the mankato area i i believe that you know we're not unlike other communities um, in the U.S., we have folks who are homeless. We have we have folks that are couch hopping. You don't really see them as much. Just you maybe because, don't think they're homeless because they are right. living someplace. Yeah, they're doubled up with another family, another relative, um, and then you know we have some shelters in town that that provide services to folks who don't have a place to live and and or their own place. And we can we can work with with those organizations to help folks take the next step. So. So number-wise, how many, you know, I remember when I was at KEYC-TV years ago, back in, I started in 1988, and I remember at that time, at any given time, I recall doing a report that said there are 70 homeless people in the city of Mankato. And I don't know if there's numbers now. Have I mean, that was way back in the late 80s. So Yeah, um, that, that's hard for me to, to, to respond to because I, I really don't know specifically. Um, so, I mean, but you know, the the work continues. I I I have the opportunity to help folks find housing, and it's it's a great it's a great fit for me, and it's a great mission that Blue Earth County has um, with other organizations in town. So, um, I, I enjoy the work, and and I also enjoy the other the, the other piece, which is the computer uh, helping folks get connected with uh, computers and internet, which is, you know, the PCs for people program. Right. That's another part. Of st- Actually, it's a program. I believe you started that back in when? Uh, probably 1998. I gave a, uh, a student a computer that was asked to, to leave the school because he had hacked into the, the computer system at the school and maybe changed his attendance or a grade <laughs> or two. I, I'm not really sure yes. what happened, but he went home and he was pretty disheartened. And so... Has this been somebody you had to work with previously yes. for in some level? Okay. Yes. Well, and, and again, I, I, can, I was connected with him because at that point he was sent home from school and he really didn't have anything else going. So, but he had an aptitude for technology obviously and and computers so i i found an, a computer at the government center that wasn't being used because back then uh, we didn't have anything really like e-waste like we have now you know because we we all thought we'd have our one computer and we'd have it Forever, for life we, yeah right? we didn't know we would have six or ten by the you know <laughs> right. the course of a career so there was a computer in the corner and i i got permission to uh, get it to this boy and it it was a big deal for him because he had his he had his own technology in his own home. He created a website for himself. Um, I then connected him with a with a local internet service provider where he went in three days a week because he wasn't in school. 
Because he'd gotten kicked <laughs> right, he'd out, essentially. Right, kicked out. And he was creating websites for churches because churches were saying, well, gee, we maybe we should have a, uh, one of these things uh-huh. called a website. And so right. he was doing some some work at this business, getting getting a small stipend and getting school credit. And I just thought, this this is amazing that this this computer turned this situation around. So as more computers became available to me at, at Blue Earth County, they allowed me to take these and get them into the hands of folks who probably wouldn't have an opportunity to have one. So from that, things just have grown exponentially. So was it initially that the computers were like extras from the county, essentially? Is that kind of how it worked out? You're just like, I mean, because we have stuff that goes into surplus here at the university, for example. Absolutely. Yeah. And there wasn't really a plan, you know, 23 years ago for all this equipment. And so as time went on, I I became the, the social worker in town that could take your computer if you were a business or an individual and get it to somebody who who needed it. So as things grew, I needed help from Minnesota State Mankato, South Central College. We had interns coming in fixing computers. And then um, that's when I met our current CEO who, uh, as an intern. And so he worked for a few years, came back and said, Andy, I really think we can make this a, a larger program I want to open up in the cities. And I, I said, listen, I, I don't own this. I, we're, so, it was your idea. I, I mean, <laughs> well, Casey Sorensen is our CEO, and he's really the reason that we have a national presence right now. Um, this last year, I think, was our biggest year ever. We donated back 47,000 computers wow. uh, across the U.S. because of... Um, you know what happened what's happened in our right. in our world uh, covid and pe- kids were sent home um, without devices without internet people were sent home to do work sometimes they had the ability so uh, and sometimes they didn't and so we were called upon to really try to fill the gap and and again we did what we could it we're still seeing a huge demand for devices and people to have an internet connection and to have support with these devices to do the things that they need to do, like school, employment, look for a job, pay your bills, whatever. So is PCs for People a nonprofit organization? Is that what it's classified under? Absolutely. So it is a nonprofit. And so it was incorporated as that. And you've given 47,000 computers away, you said nationwide. Just last year. Just last year alone. Right. It It was a huge year. And so, you know, when corporations or entities or... Just, I mean, your average citizen, how can I help in, with COVID right now? You know, they see this this digital divide. You know, we've heard that more and more, that COVID has shined a spotlight on. The, it, it's really kind of a, uh, uh, I, I like to use the term digital justice because that seems to me to frame it up better. There are people that have the technology and have an internet connection, and there are people that don't. And if you do, if you do not have it, you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle finding a job. You're going to struggle, you know, if you're if your kids don't have a device for school. Because believe me, not every city in this nation is sending a device home with their kids for for schoolwork. Like it's we have here in, in Mankato, my kids both have a Chromebook, for example. Right. That's yeah. not happening everywhere. No. So it is you'd mentioned the digital divide or digital justice. Is it a lot more cases that's in the rural areas that you're finding more need, or isn't that necessarily the I case? I think it's I think it's everywhere. Oh, okay. I think it's in every city. Uh, there's there are these issues, and so corporations and um, the private sector have been very generous to to direct their funds to do this kind of work because they see it as uh, critically important. And so we, we're doing what we can to assist in that. We are. 
we are now located in six different states, and oh, we're wow. we're gonna we're hopefully going to add another state um, at the end of this calendar year. So, when you say six states, is there a physical location that that these computers go to, and then somebody? Yes, I guess I, I guess you would screen them or however you figure out we how people have, get yeah. them. We have trucks coming in all the time to large warehouses. Oh, and you know when the truck comes in, like if if you're a, if you were a business or an organization and you would contact us, first of all, all of our services are free. Our pickup is free. Our data sanitization is free. The transfer of ownership is free. Um, everything that that you would have to pay for originally and a lot of businesses do pay for the service and I'm, I'm I'm making a plea right now to to rethink that business plan because your computer many times will just get sold on the secondary market or it will just get decommissioned and the, the metal the precious metals will be scrapped out and, sure. and I'm and I'm saying why can't we give this computer to a student who doesn't have anything or someone with disabilities that can that can use this to, to, to gain job skills. So um, we would pick it up, pick up the equipment in a truck, it would be locked, it would come back to our, our warehouse and it would go in a big steel cage that has a lock on it and cameras that are- So security stuff. Absolutely, there, there are very stringent rules around this kind of data protection and sanitization. And so we have certifications for all of the recycling needs that that we need to have to get equipment from corporate entities to make it legit. So as far as the other states, so now you mentioned this name, Casey Sorensen, who's kind of your CEO or in he charge. Is. Yes. Is he in charge of all the people in these other states? Are there employees in other states or are they volunteers? Um, no, we have, I believe our employee count is around 180 employees nationwide. So uh, every location in every state has an executive director and a team. And um, so we we source computers in those areas. And even not in those areas, we'll send our truck to get the equipment wherever it is. And we'll bring it back to that warehouse, um, process it uh, with our data sanitization. And we would then put, you know, there are some machines that aren't are too old or not working. They, right. you know, they would be recycled responsibly, which we have certifications for also. You can't just throw it in the yeah. dumps. You know, you have to break everything down. But the computers that do work, we will put a new operating system on it, a new Windows 10 operating system. And then people come in and they make small donations for the equipment. So our, our, the, 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 our low price you know, on our entry-level computer is zero. It's free. We give out okay. hundreds of free computers a year. But the average cost of a computer or a laptop in our organization is around $80. So there is, if people are able on like a sliding scale, Certainly. they can get Correct. a little bit there. Okay. Yeah. We have a, we have different price points for different kinds of computer uh, equipment. So that's that's how we make it work. What about places who don't have good internet access? I think that's something we keep hearing about broadband access and that sort of thing. I mean, that's really something you can't do anything about. Well, actually, we are getting into that market. Oh, we you are. We have over the last probably six years, we've been we've been um, providing hotspots for individuals now, and they run on a specific network. That's okay. it's not. Um, everywhere, but for the most part, it serves a pretty solid purpose. And people can put this hotspot in their backpack, and they can carry it with them, and they have internet unlimited wherever they go. And that's fifteen dollars a month, so that's very affordable for for low income recipients, which we focus on in the in this program. We're also getting into uh, 
uh, antennas that will provide internet like you might have at your house. You have an internet modem. Right. And and so this is a signal that's about twice or three times as fast. So we're getting into that to be able to provide very, very high-speed internet services to low-income folks at an affordable price of about $15 a month. So do you, how does one, do you like, buy a company or how do you well, I don't understand how that works exactly uh, sorry <laughs> it gets a little complicated okay. but but the, the the wisp network that we're putting folks on okay is a, 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 a frequency that recently was opened up oh okay and so we will place an antenna on a rooftop and then a pe- people around a mile of that rooftop can, can get can access that service and so that's a very exciting um, venture for us because now we're we're sourcing the equipment we're providing the support for the equipment and we're providing the connectability for the equipment so it's like a three-legged stool that we use to keep people um, up and running and connected isn't it funny years ago when we before computers I mean obviously there wouldn't have even been a need for this and then all of a sudden now we've got this interconnected world it's really changed things and i know i've heard people say oh the homeless look at they got this fancy phone or whatever but sometimes that's their lifeline to everything absolutely absolutely um you know we all thought we were interconnected until covid right and then um there there's been a mad scramble for the last year for people to have access to do their homework to have access to look for a job to to do their work at home um and you know the reality is it, it's it's been helpful for us as an organization um, to it's, it's been a horrible world event, but it has really helped us with our mission, which is to provide these kinds of services to folks who wouldn't have the opportunity. So. So are there people like you, is it the social workers that are going out and say, gosh, this kid or this family needs a computer and they know about your program and they get them connected up? Absolutely. I mean, because you mentioned it's nationwide now. Before it used to be Andy Ellison out there and saying, well, this kid, I'm going to help. And and then it kind of just mushroomed. Right. It has mushroomed. No, I have social worker colleagues Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, whether it's LifeWorks Planning or Employment Services or the United Way or whoever we you know we have a retail location in Mankato you can also go online and have a computer delivered to your doorstep um, after you provide the the eligibility paperwork and you can do that from anywhere in the US you can do that with uh, internet or with a computer device now I'm looking I have it up here it says PCs for people online is that's the, the site that you go to is am I on the right and let me see what you got there. Serving nonprofits, it says. Yep, that's. So yeah, so just basically, I. So we're serving nonprofits. We're serving governmental entities. We're serving folks who are um, within a two hundred percent federal poverty line. So, so, so yes, if that's a, I think that's an old website, but maybe that no, that's. That's what popped up. So. Yeah, no, that's that's fine. We, you know, anybody can go to pcsforpeople.org. And mm-hmm. see what we have available. See what our mission is. See our board of directors, and see what what geographic areas we're in, and see if they would qualify for a device or internet. Now it looks like you can go online and like buy one. You can. Well, but what if I what if I who I don't qualify for the the um, guidelines for the right. income? You can I buy. said <laughs> I go like, well, I'm gonna buy. Look at what a deal. Certainly. So how do you how do you sort that out? Um, well, you would. Um, there must be some. If you were screening. getting free and reduced lunch, okay, okay, or if you were getting uh, SNAP benefits, okay, SNAP benefits, which are which is food assistance or cash benefits right. or or disability, 
um, benefits, you would you would upload that information to our website and become instantly eligible. And then you so could pick nobody out. Nobody could just I couldn't just click on a computer here say and then try to check out and, and pay for it. And yeah, this is for this is for folks that are specifically low income and that don't, that don't have the opportunities that you or I would well, have. I, I know that, but I'm just saying, could anybody yeah. get on there technically and buy one if they really wanted to? No, they would have to, they have to provide their uh, oh, identification oh, and okay. and their eligibility. <laughs> I was just trying to picture yep, that. and their eligibility paperwork. But part of the thing is, like you said, getting it to them because if they don't have a, a computer to start with, they obviously aren't going to be online looking for this. So right. it's that connection you were providing. Correct. Yeah, the libraries can't serve everybody. You know, and what's happened in the libraries in the last year, they've been closed. I mean, so you, mm-hmm. you can just see what COVID, how COVID has affected this whole, this issue of digital divide. Yeah. For sure. I, I mean, do you have any statistics in terms of people who are like at a certain poverty level who maybe aren't able to access, like the number of people percentage-wise who aren't accessing or have access to? Um, there, there, at the beginning of this, there was talk of 25 million students without, really, <laughs> without, you know, the ability to connect to their school, which is oh, unbelievable. We, we have found out though that I'm like 65% of the folks who are getting a computer system from us have never had one before. Oh wow! So this, is think about that. Really? So this is a new thing for them. This is, this is, this is a like a game changer for a lot of folks to be able to, I mean, if you apply for a job these days, even if you, you know, if you went through McDonald's and you said, hey, I'll have a cup of coffee, maybe a sausage McMuffin, can I also get an application that they said, you know, I can get you the, the McMuffin and the coffee, but you the got application, it online, right? Absolutely. So how, how, you know, that, these are things that are everyday routine now, being able to need a device and need internet to be able to function. So, you know, 65% of folks have never had a computer before. We, we do have statistics that I think for every person that gets a computer from, from us, that the family income um, goes up 15%. And wow. you say, well, I mean, 15%, that's not a big deal. But for 5,000 families, that's $8 million wow. for folks that are low income. So that, that is a huge, that can be a huge impact on the functioning of a family unit, their employability, their overall well-being. So uh, it's it still is a critical, critical issue for for families that don't have uh, what you and I would have. So that's that's what what our mission is. That's what we tried to do. So Andy, if somebody's listening to this show and they say, you know, uh, gosh, I've got a couple of computers, and I'm thinking of myself as one that we don't use anymore. They're sitting in the basement. Um, they just, I mean, they're <laughs> right. No, I mean, they're older. We just don't. I mean, they're just like outdated, I guess. But I mean, I don't know. Do you want stuff like that? Because of course. They're, I mean, they're outdated, though. Well, we're recycling it also. Oh, OK. And so, so there's a there's a small value in that. And that also lends to what okay. we do as a mission. But there are businesses and corporations and and, uh, you know, government entities now that are paying to get rid of their equipment. So, again, my plea is why not get it to a student or a family that wouldn't otherwise right. have that? And all the equipment that we receive isn't usable, but but a lot of it is. So um, check out check out pcsforpeople.org. Uh, the phone number for our Mankato office, I can, I can give it to you now, is sure. 507-665-1535. We currently work with 1,500 businesses and organizations nationwide to do their end-of-life recycling. And it allows us, all the certifications that we have and all the data protection allows us to be able to impact 
have an impact like we did last year. Almost 50,000 computers to folks who had, you know, 65% had never had one in their house before. So um, it's a lot of fun to be a part of this. And we just, we continue to, to see the need and we're going to continue to beat the drum. I know you work directly with people because that's your job as a social worker. Have you actually had any cases where you, you know, somebody's, you've been able to see this computer go to a student or someone? All and, the time. And, and, and yeah, I was just curious to talk about some of those cases and how it, how it has helped the family. Maybe that'll help people, you know, picture what it can do. I mean, I, I remember early on in the program when um, specifically a single mother came in with three kids and she went back to school. I think she was just recently divorced. And we just gave her a computer. And I mean, she just immediately started sobbing in front of us because she had this, you know, this opportunity. She wanted to better herself. She wanted to do something for her family and, and for herself. And the computer is a gateway for that. And there've just been hundreds of times that I've had an opportunity to witness this with, you know, local families, local students, who get their own device finally, or just the, some of the stories that we that we find um, in our in our national scope. We we do a lot of school events where we will just come into a school and make sure that everybody in the school has has a, a device. Um, we will, um, I mean, we'll provide usually laptops for that mm-hmm. um, through through people giving us grants or businesses wanting to direct the equipment that way. But this is just the work that we we get an opportunity to do, and the stories. Uh, I mean, there's just so many of them. I don't really. <laughs> I mean, I, I I remember another story up in the cities. A family came in to get a computer, and Casey was telling me that they didn't have any funds to pay for it. So the next day, they were they they had a small bakery. They came back with some bread oh. that they had you know baked and given to us. People people need to be connected. They want to be connected. These computers that businesses have that are sitting in their closets or in their storage room right now have another life to tell and and another story. And so let it be let it be a good story for a student or a family instead of a story where it just gets taken apart and the precious metals get smelted. I mean, you know, but I mean, that's not me the greatest way to describe (laughs) it, but they get decommissioned and they they can't, they can't be used by someone. So I just, I, uh, I hope that people hear the message and can can help people out in their community and nationwide. So if you work at a, a business, for example, maybe you go to your employer and say, hey, what what's happening with all these computers? And if they're just saying, well, we got to you know, trash them out at such and such every so often, I mean, could they go to their boss and say, hey, have you thought about this? That's what I did. That's I mean, what you owe. That's I mean, okay. That, I mean, why not? Yeah. I mean, and you know a lot, well, we, we go with this company and they, we've always done it this way. Well, I mean, that's fine, but re- rethink your, your plan. And, if and, you're pay- and maybe part of that is because they're concerned about security of giving of a course. computer. They're thinking, well, we go to such and such because we know that, that their you know, data is protected and stuff. But you're saying that is a part of your program. Absolutely. Yep. We, we have certification. Anybody that touches a computer when it gets recycled with us is drug tested and screened and background checked it and under camera and under lock and lock and the, the computers are under lock and key. There are specific industry standards that force these protection issues. And so we have all of the same certifications that the recycler, a different recycler would have. So I just, I ask folks to ask the question, be it, be a hero in your community and within your organization. Just, just ask the question. Does MSU give you computers? Um, Part of the Minsku system, it's it's a little. Di- 
I think in the past I'm just been gonna, a few. You know, I mean, <laughs> listen, go ask the question. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I honestly yeah. don't know the answer. But I mean, I think about the hundreds and hundreds of computers that we use here. And I think it gets a little bit uh, bottlenecked by the fact that the state provides some funding for the equipment that you have, True. and it's a bureaucratic entity. And you know, then you just start. It, it starts to get complicated. But True. listen, it, I. I, it never hurts to ask, ever. Yeah. If I wouldn't have asked if it would be okay that this, this boy got this first computer, I'm, I we mean... We wouldn't have had this. Right. And I'm not saying that was a great, you know, deed of heroism. I was just asking the question. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. throwing darts at a board and hoping some, some of them stick. Right. So, but it never hurts to ask. So I like to, I like to ask the question and, and people are like, oh, that's really cool. How can I help? So if people have some information about us, then usually we can... Um, we can help them with this mission that we're on. Well, they, I hope, can, they can be a part of it. I hope anybody listening will think about that. Where I mean, a lot of people obviously are working at home, but maybe they're like me and they've got a couple old computers at home that they don't use anymore. And we've thought of bringing them to the whatever the recycle days. And, and, Certainly. And maybe we send them your way, for example, or somebody who's working at an office who says, oh, gosh, we've got a bunch of computers. I don't know what they do with the old ones. Check it out. PCs. For people, I hope you have a big rush of computers. I coming, hope so too. <laughs> hope we get a lot of phone calls. I do too. So, but online, assuming you can go online, it's pcsforpeople.org, right? That's right. Or you can just Google PCs for People Mankato, and it'll show you our location in Mankato, our phone number, and and you there, can you get, there you go. Hey, so if you're in a different county, you know, we're, you're in Blue Earth County, obviously. I mean. Could you call your county office and say, hey, do you guys participate in PCs for People? Would most of them recognize that? Absolutely. Oh, so it's yeah. pretty common knowledge everywhere, and you just, you know, if you want to go local, that's how you do it. Correct. Well, I hope this helps, Andy, that people know about this. It sounds like you're doing some great work, and I just think it's so cool. What? How many years has this been now? Almost 20? Since 90, 1998, I Nin believe. Okay, so. Somewhere on. Yeah, the, yeah. So maybe 22, 23 years. I see here it says 22 years and counting right up okay, here on your page. Okay, there it page. is. So, on the so, website. That must be the case. Then. That must be. <laughs> they say it. It must be true. So, yeah, we've been talking with Andy Ellison, who is a social worker with Blue Earth County and, and also got the idea for this PCs for People that's gone nationwide, and you mentioned that it, it's in six states. Is it mainly the Midwest, or is it all over It's now? all over. It is, really? Yep. Wow. Our, our, our newest location in late November is going to be somewhere on the East Coast. I'm not oh, going to wow. say yet. Because you're still working because out. Because there's an announcement coming in a few days, and I can't be a spoiler. Well, well, you can send us a news release or something, and we'll <laughs> okay. talk about it. But in the meantime, I really hope people will, you know, ca call you up and get their computers to you with the numbers 507-665-1535. That's 665-1535. It's PCs for people, and hopefully you've learned about how you can donate. And if you're a person who's in need, you can also go to that site. Absolutely. Thanks, they can, Andy. They can, they can call that number as well. Yeah. Andy, it's been great to chat with you, and, and thanks for, for coming and letting us know all about this. And I hope that, like I said, it results in a bunch of new computers for people. It, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, and, and good luck with all the, the work you've got left thank, to do. Thanks, Karen.